Good evening, my friends, and welcome back to 62 Horror Movies with Josh Hitchens, that's me, where I will be your host for a creepy double feature every night throughout the month of October. Come join me, won't you? Tonight is October the 11th, and tonight is Nostalgia Night on 62 Horror Movies, and our double feature tonight is going to be two of the most iconic children's Halloween specials ever made. First up, of course, we have It's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown, which was released in 1966. And our second feature of the night will be Garfield's Halloween Adventure from 1985. These two specials uh, were very often run together on television as I was growing up. And It's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown is the third Peanuts special that was created for television. The first one was, of course, A Charlie Brown Christmas in 1965, which I think is one of the most perfect pieces of television ever created, really. And the thing that makes the Peanuts specials, especially the early ones, really, truly special is that the characters are all played by actual children, which gives it a layer of authenticity that you don't find in other animated cartoons featuring kids. And because Charles Schultz is such a witty and I think also deep writer, you really get in these Peanuts specials that thing of these really profound self-aware statements um, that are being uttered by children who probably have no idea what they're saying, but that's part of what makes it really funny and endearing um, because that's exactly like real life. You know, little kids say things sometimes that it's like, wait, are you 40? Um, So I think that's a really delightful thing about the Peanuts specials. And another thing that makes them really, really magical is the music uh, composed by Vince Guaraldi, um, justly famous, sort of that jazz sound to it. And it's great in Charlie Brown Christmas, of course. It's also great here in It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. And where a Charlie Brown Christmas really has its focus on Charlie Brown uh, himself. It's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown really belongs to Linus and to Snoopy. Um, And before I talk more, I'm going to put a little bit of that soundtrack music uh, by Vince Guaraldi on just for background. (laughs) 
So the opening credits of It's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown are probably the scariest part of this um, TV special. Um, it's not it's not one that is actually scary. Garfield is, and we'll talk about that later. But what I think It's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown succeeds at so well and why it becomes such a huge part of Halloween for kids and for adults as well is because it really does such a great job of showing what it's like to experience Halloween as a child. You know, the things that are important to you um, as a kid when Halloween comes around. You know, you get that fall weather with the leaves falling everywhere and jumping into a big pile of raked leaves. Um, I'm pretty sure I found out that that was a thing from It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, actually. Uh, and of course, uh, finding the perfect pumpkin is very important, and then the weird ritual of making a pumpkin into a jack-o'-lantern, um, which Linus says in the beginning, oh, you killed it, as Lucy, you know, is stabbing it with a huge, huge knife, and then taking out all its insides, um, which is a really gross process when you think about it, um, and, you know, finding the perfect Halloween costume, maybe going to a Halloween party, um, and it, it just, and trick-or-treating, of course, obviously. So it really captures all those really, really important moments for kids around Halloween, um, and the fact that it's a story that is vo where the characters are voiced by children, I think, just adds even more to the authenticity of it. Uh, whereas... A Charlie Brown Christmas, like I said, I think it's kind of a perfectly constructed piece of television. I don't think It's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown is as good as Charlie Brown Christmas. Uh, I still love it. It is still a classic and a must-watch. But one of the weird things about It's the Great Pumpkin, I think, uh, which has contributed to it becoming so famous is that there are these long interludes with Snoopy that are really strange and really have nothing to do with the main story of this show, um, but have become iconic. You know, Snoopy dressing up as the World War I flying ace and going off in his imagination, or maybe not, um, flying on his doghouse and going through battlefields and swimming through the water. Um, those sequences take up a large amount of time in this special. Um, and when this was originally released to VHS back in the day, uh, those scenes were actually cut out, um, which is awful, but I understand why, because they really have nothing to do with the main story and are just not scary, but very weird and surreal. Like, you see why Tori Amos wrote a song called Not the Red Baron about about the Snoopy sections um, in uh, Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. Because it's just very, very strange. Um, and then there's also a long sequence where uh, Snoopy is listening to Beethoven play World War I songs on his piano, which also goes on for quite a while. Um, 
So that it's it's a weird, odd thing about about this special, but it's also Snoopy, so is kind of inherently fascinating, even though it really doesn't have anything to do um, with the main story. But I guess does contribute to the feeling of Halloween and that you do get to be somebody else. Um, and as the kids go trick-or-treating, of course, poor um, Charlie Brown, who can't even get his Halloween costume right, he, you know, uses the scissors too much, so he's a a ghost that ha- just has a bunch of uh, eye holes all over him. And everyone else gets candy um, going trick-or-treating, but Charlie Brown gets a rock. And this was something that Charles Schultz really wanted to do. Um, the network didn't want him to do that. They thought it was just weird and kind of cruel. But I'm glad that Charles Schultz stuck to his guns and had Charlie Brown get rocks and not candy on Halloween. Um, and one thing that happened after this originally aired in 1966 is people from all over the world then sent Charles Schultz candy and sometimes large quantities of candy to his house um, saying that they were especially for Charlie Brown because Charlie Brown didn't get any candy on Halloween, which I think is so cute and delightful and uh, just I think really goes to show how popular and ubiquitous the Peanuts specials were when they initially aired in the 60s. But as I said, I think the core of It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, is really the character of Linus. And one of the earliest scenes in this special is you have Linus writing a letter to the Great Pumpkin. Uh, And of course, as everyone knows, the Great Pumpkin... Uh, If you wait in a pumpkin patch on a dark Halloween night, the great pumpkin will appear and he will get and he'll give you candy. And Linus is writing a letter to the great pumpkin, just like you'd write a letter to Santa Claus. And I always loved that as a spooky minded kid myself growing up that, you know, presented with this character that for Linus, Halloween is way more exciting and interesting than Christmas is. And I certainly felt that way as a kid and still do now. I mean, presents are very nice, but there's something about the magic of Halloween that really captured me. And seeing that reflected in Linus, I think was very um, validating uh, for me as a kid. And I imagine very validating for many other folks like myself uh, who continue to return to It's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown year after year. And as in all the early Peanuts specials, especially, uh, pardon the you overuse of that word, uh, there's a lot of deep themes packed into what is seemingly a children's program. Um, Charlie Brown Christmas gets very, very deep, um, you know, with the idea of, you know, the commercialization of Christmas versus what it's really about, whatever that means to you. And it's the great pumpkin Charlie Brown has that same sort of thing um, where Linus talks a lot about the difference between hypocrisy and sincerity. And that's a really kind of profound thing for for 
a children's program to voice, um, which I think is delightful. And, you know, of course, Linus doesn't get to meet the Great Pumpkin this time. Uh, and at the end of this, Charlie Brown um, is talking to him. And, like, Charlie Brown has had a miserable Halloween. Like, he got rocks at trick-or-treating um, at the Halloween party that, that everyone went to, that all the cool kids go to. Charlie Brown also doesn't have a good time. They use the back of his bald head to trace out what they want the jack-o'-lantern face to look like, and is just generally humiliated, as, you know, Charlie Brown is all throughout his life. Um, and so he's talking to Linus, and... Line and Linus starts saying, "No, I'm going to see the Great Pumpkin next year. I'm going to uh, go go find the perfect pumpkin patch, and he'll show up. You'll see." And I honestly think that there's something really special and kind of moving about that. That you know, and a great lesson to be learned from this special is that even though Linus is disappointed by life, it does not crush his belief in in things um and that's a really wonderful lesson to impart to the children who are watching this that you know you might really believe some really believe something and you know hold something to be very true and life might keep knocking you down might keep disappointing you but don't give up don't don't give up that belief don't stop believing in magic in the world um and I think that's really beautiful. Uh, and I think I, this is also a really lovely special because, as I said, like you have Linus who, you know, sits in a pumpkin patch waiting for the great pumpkin while all the other kids are doing the mature thing of going trick-or-treating and then going to the big Halloween party. And I think, again, like it's the great pumpkin Charlie Brown really sets up that idea that, you know, there are some kids who really want to go to the Halloween party, and that's their good time. But then there are other kids who their good time is, you know, being by themselves and sitting in the dark and waiting for Jack Skellington to come by. And that is also a valid way to experience Halloween. So for an introvert like myself, again, I found It's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown very, very validating and affirming. Classic, classic Halloween tale is still broadcast every single year on TV. Uh, it is not currently streaming anywhere uh, that I've been able to find. However, um, same thing when I was talking about The Legend of Sleepy Hollow um, a couple days ago. If you do that Google and type in It's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown and click that Videos tab, you might just find a way to watch It's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown for free. And you might find that it is a recording from someone's VHS taping of the airing of the special from, oh, let's say the year 1986, with all of the 80s commercials intact. So if you really want the full nostalgia experience, I am not saying that you should just Google uh, this and you'll find it. Um, definitely not encouraging that. 
however you choose to watch It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, and then we will come back for our second feature of the night, something a bit scarier. This is a night. This is a night. Disguise and go knocking on everybody's door. This is a night. This is a night. I'm gonna hit the street. Cause this is a night folks are giving away so many good things to eat. Oh, uh, you know, life could be so sweet. If every night was a night to go trick or treat. And that is the voice of the brilliant Lou Rawls, who contributed original songs to Garfield's Halloween Adventure, which was released in uh, the year I was born, 1985, first aired on October 30th, the night before Halloween that year. And uh, it is also... uh, the early on in the series of Garfield specials, it was the fourth one that they, that they produced. And Garfield's Halloween Adventure also won the Emmy Award for Outstanding Animated Program that year. Uh, the fact that the only other nominee for Outstanding Animated Program that year was another Garfield special should not take away from the fact that Garfield's Halloween Adventure absolutely deserved that award. It has animation that was really, really um, advanced, especially for television animation at the time this was made, and that is honestly very scary, especially as a child, still as an adult, is very creepy. Uh, And I think that is one of the reasons why, unlike It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, uh, Garfield's Halloween Adventure has not been um, really seen on television since uh, around 2015. I think 2014 was the last time it actually aired on TV. And I honestly think because, like, by today's standards, it's a, it's considered too intense for kids, which I think is utter bullshit. Uh, kids can, can handle a lot more scary stuff than you think. This was made for them. And I watched this when I was a kid, and look how I turned out. Be that as it may. Um... Like It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, Garfield's Halloween Adventure, I think, really succeeds because it uh, is so much about the things that are important to children on Halloween, which, you know, like Charlie Brown is about finding that perfect costume and, um, you know, trying out different things. And there's a delightful song called uh, What Could I Be? Um, all the songs are great in this, actually, uh, where Garfield's trying out different spooky costume ideas, and eventually he and Odie decide to be pirates. Um, so I also love um, the song that I played, the opening song to this, which is called Trick or Treat, uh, written and sung by the great Lou Rawls. And I, I love that it begins with the words, 
this is the night that I was created for. And boy, as a kid, did I feel that deep down in my soul, and I still do now. And that's why we're doing this 62 Horror Movies project, because I love this time of year for me. It is the best time of year, and I'm excited I get to spend it uh, with y'all and watch my favorite stuff. Um, Garfield's Halloween Adventure was actually made under the title Garfield in Disguise, and then the network started uh, advertising it as being Garfield's Halloween Adventure, so then they're like, oh, I guess we have to change the title, um, which I think is good. Like, Garfield in Disguise is a really good title, but Garfield's Halloween Adventure, you know exactly what you're going to get when you hear that title. And for much of... Uh, the runtime. It's a standard Garfield special, you know, Garfield and Odie going trick-or-treating. Uh, but then, and Garfield's stealing all, is taking all the candy and leaving none for Odie, because uh, candy, 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 as Garfield says in this. Um, and then they come up, uh, across this dock with a rowboat, and they see an island out on this body of water that has a house on it, and Garfield's like, Oh, I bet they have more candy over there. Let's get more candy, because uh, he's greedy. See, there's a lesson in here, children. Um, so they row to this island and go inside this creepy old mansion, and there they meet a figure that is insanely creepy, a man that is 110 years old. And the man has this really deep, wonderful, spooky voice. Honestly sounds like uh, the character's voiced by James Earl Jones, but it's not. It's actually um, voiced by an actor named Charles Lindsay Workman, uh, who was character actor and also a voice actor for hundreds of movies and TV shows from the 50s to the 90s. He had an extraordinary career, and he is absolutely unforgettable in Garfield's Halloween adventure. And it's when Garfield and Odie meet him that he tells the tale of what happened this night. And I'm gonna have a little bit of it here. What I'm about to tell you has never been told to another living soul. held for a hundred years. One hundred years ago tonight, a ruthless band of pirates held up in this very house. They had looted many ships and were pursued by government troops. They were so heavily laden with their ill-gotten gains, they had to bury the treasure before making their escape. However, before they left this island on that stormy night, signed a contract written in blood. And I'm going to stop it there, but there is more. Um, so you get this classic kind of campfire tale because they're sitting by a fire in this creepy old house on an island and this really creepy looking, it's great animation, 110-year-old man is telling you the story of how these ghost pirates are going to come back and claim the treasure. 
And then the old man disappears, and Garfield and Odie see him rowing away from the island, so they're now trapped. And then it is the stroke of midnight, and the pirate ghosts do arrive. And the animation of the pirate, of the ghost ship and the pirate ghosts themselves is honestly really intensely scary, especially if you're a child. Like, they are not, there's nothing funny or goofy about the way the spirits, the pirate spirits are drawn. Like, they, they look very mean and angry and threatening and, uh, scenes with, like, Garfield and Odie trying to find somewhere to hide in this house from the ghosts and, uh, does not work and then they're pursued. Um, it's really, really, really terrific. Uh, and I, I do think that, as I said, this is one of the reasons why it's no longer aired. Cause I think like, depending on the kid, it could actually terrify them. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Of course, because it's a cartoon, uh, Garfield and Odie, uh, end up okay. And they even, uh, get to retrieve their candy at the end, and Garfield of decides to stop being greedy and give Odie his fair share of the candy. So again, we learn a lesson here, kids. Um, but uh, that may not be the end. The old man has now replaced the admittedly already kind of terrifying Binky the Clown um, as the host of a late-night horror movie show. Uh so Garfield's Halloween Adventure holds a very special place in my heart. I think it is a perfect companion piece to It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Um, the the former, uh, Charlie Brown is not scary at all. Garfield's Halloween Adventure is also a great depiction of fall and what Halloween is like for children. And it also, like The Legend of Sleepy Hollow in its final ten minutes or so, becomes legitimately frightening. Highly, highly recommend it. Uh, Garfield's Halloween Adventure is available to watch on YouTube, and I will post the link, and uh, it is also uh, a recording that has some of the original commercials uh, from the 1980s, which, again, going along with Nostalgia Night, let's go all the way, folks. So, go and watch Garfield's Halloween Adventure, steer clear of any pirate ghosts you might see, and then we'll come back and we'll close out the night. My friends, thank you all for joining me on 62 Horror Movies with Josh Hitchens, that's me. Tomorrow night, we are going to have a Comedians Get Creepy night. We're going to start off with The Ghost and Mr. Chicken, starring Don Knotts from 1966. And then our second feature tomorrow night will be Ernest Scared Stupid, starring Jim Varney from 1991. Two great, great movies. Very creepy and lots of fun. Until then... Pleasant dreams, my friends, and happy Halloween.